Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Hey there, everybody. This is Ray Rome speaking. I mean, on Wednesday nights, you always see me fighting that West Coast bias with Josh Matson over there with the NBC West Reset. And tonight, we're going to do a little something different like we always do. We're going to fight ourselves that Raider Nation bias. And I'm here with my main man, Jim Patrick. And we're here together. We are the Black Hole Brigade. And what we do is we, we wave that flag for our silver and black, our beloved Raider Nation, and we give you all the great happenings that's going on with the Raider Nation. And we give you recaps, and we give you previews of such of the game. And as I've said before here, there's only one man that I do trust in this Raider Nation operation, and that is my good friend, my co-host with the most, Jim Paskowitz. How are you doing tonight, Jim? I'm doing well. How are you doing this week? Uh, I'm doing excellent, buddy. We've got ourselves nine days before opening day. Preseason is complete. We've got ourselves quite a bit to cover. I know you're ready to get it on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I guess we should go ahead and get started with the news that, that we just heard probably a couple of hours ago. Looks like our main man, C.O. Moore, is headed to Indy for a late-round draft pick. I mean, that was, I didn't see that coming, although I guess the, the writing is kind of on the wall there because he's kind of fell out of favor out there in Oakland with the new coaching staff and the new regime. I was just hoping that maybe he could be a backup or something, but it wouldn't have made us out and out just cut him either. Your thoughts on what's taking place with C.O.? Well, uh, you know, I, I can't criticize the guy. He played two excellent years in Oakland. I there's nothing you can say about him that's really negative. Uh, I guess he just got out of favor with Del Rio, and like you say, you know, I mean, the coaching staff doesn't owe him anything, so it's you know they're they're starting fresh too. So, you know, he has basically one chance, I guess. Um, I wish him luck in Indy uh, against everybody but the Raiders, of course. Um, they got a good linebacker. He's, he's, oh, he's yeah, no one. doubt. And the good thing is C.O. gets to actually come back home next season because Indy's coming to Oakland next year. So I'm really looking forward to that also. Yeah. And I uh, I read something yesterday or early early today that said he may be traded. So because, you know, it, it's better than getting nothing for him. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, the Raiders, they did smart by getting something for him. And I'm glad that Reggie McKenzie is the kind of general manager that lets his coaching staff make decisions, you know. Um, yeah. They're not swayed by anything he wants to do, kind of like that RG3 situation in Washington. They said, exactly. this guy can't play for anymore, he pulled the trigger. Yep, there, there's no allegiances. Everybody starts fresh, I guess. Yeah, that's a good thing. And I guess without further ado, we got two games to cover tonight. So we may we may go a little bit long, longer tonight because we got a lot to cover here. I guess we can go ahead and start with that national TV game Sunday night with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, there was a lot of things that we said we wanted to see. We wanted to see play from the secondary. And out of nowhere, we got Nate Allen going down two interceptions. You got to be pretty impressed with the performance that he had Sunday night. Yeah, um, Nate Allen showed up. I don't know. Uh, I guess he'll be starting opposite uh, Charles Woodson. Uh, that would be my guess. Uh, but he did pick off too. Um, I was. I'm still worried about our cornerbacks. 
although Carson Palmer threw about as perfect a touchdown throw as you can you can throw, and the coverage was perfect, but the ball was just caught. And what can you do? But um, I don't think Palmer hit us for a touchdown pass Sunday, Jim. I'm not sure. Oh, was it the backup? <laughs> yeah, it was probably one of those backup quarterbacks. It was... <laughs> Of course. Um, by, the, by the time the first half ended, I mean, you had Carson Palmer probably pissing his pants at the sight of, of our yeah. boy Khalil Mack. Khalil was just That's all over him. I mean, he sacked him a couple of times, forced a fumble. It was pretty much almost at everything that was going on in the first half. I mean, I was going to say to myself, if our defense can actually carry this over, I mean, Andy Dalton's in big trouble on week one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know I said last week I wanted to see more uh, used or uh, Mac use more. I've got more on the mind now. Um, I wanted to see Mac use more technique. I wanted to see what else he could do other than speed rush. And he showed me everything. I mean, he did things to Jared Valdir. I've I've not seen anybody do to him. We we both know how good Valdir is. Oh, yeah, we will make no illusions about that. Valdir is definitely no joke, i say that much. Mac just did everything to him. I mean, he, he got around the corner, he came back inside, he did the swim move, he did, he did everything. And there was nothing Valdir could do to block him. Man of a million moves, I'm saying. I liked it. And you know, another, another player that actually impressed me up that night was Mario Edwards Jr. I think he's like, the light is starting to come on for him also. Even though that first game was kind of tough, but he's starting to get it together. So I think by the midseason, he'll be a major part of this defense playing in, along with um, Justin Tuck over there on the other end. Yeah, I, I think he caught up with the speed of the game before the speed of the game caught up with him. Um, that first game, he did say that you know the speed overwhelmed him, and I can imagine that. I've stood on the sideline for a college game out of high school, and the speed between high school and college is just incredible. I can only imagine what it's like going from college to pro. So it's easy to get overwhelmed, but he's apparently caught on to pretty much everything because he's played amazingly well the last couple of weeks. <laughs> and we need it from a guy like that. I mean, he was the number one recruit coming into the um, his college career, and he's finally starting to live up to that promise. And if we get what we think Mark can give us, Man, the AFC, AFC West quarterbacks, they're they going to be pissing their pants for the next 10 years because I think we've got ourselves a couple of bookends over there with Khalil Mack on the other side also. Yeah. Um, I, Mack, like I said, I mean, he was almost unblockable. And Veldeer's no slouch. I mean, Veldeer's a pro bowl tackle. <laughs> no I've, I've doubt. never seen him used like that. I mean, Odera, he just looked like one of them dudes from the 06 Raiders offensive line. Like he wasn't even there half the, every other play. Exactly. <laughs> surprised me, too. I was really, really happy with the way he played there. I mean, you got to love that move he put on uh, Patrick Peterson after he made the catch. He just made Peterson. He put Peterson on skates. And you don't see that too often either. I think Peterson is still looking for his jock because that was quite a move. I've, and, again, you know, I, I can't say anything bad about uh, the Cardinals' defense because Peterson's a, a good, solid cornerback. So for him to do that to Peterson, that shows you where, he, where, he'll, where he'll end up. 
If he oh keeps yeah, going. Amari. If he keeps if he keeps staying focused, he'll be right where he wants to be. So I'm really excited about this. Yeah, he did have a couple of drops going into that sun, and I'm hoping that's something he'll get used to playing in Oakland. Yeah, man. Well, you got you. But then again, the good thing about us not being very good. You won't see too many games being played, but them shadows are just like right there on you either. So <laughs> that is true. That is true. I mean, let, let, let's just hope that we can get back to that point at some time, at some point. But yeah, there's nothing to really worry about yet. What did you think about David Carr? Mm-hmm. Well, loyal. I don't. I couldn't think much of David Carr, given the fact that he hasn't played in a football game in about two years. But yeah, you mean Derek, right? <laughs> Derek, how are you doing that too? I'm sorry. Oh, Derek. Man, all is well. We're all still in preseason form here. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, Derek Carr. He's one interesting case study. I tell you, man. He makes plays that make you be like, "Wow, we finally got something here." He's picking it up, and we finna just go. Then he throws passes that just make you say, "What the hell is wrong with you?" I mean, where he telegraphed that screen pass for the pick six, I just wanted to grab um, this table and just throw it through the wall. It's like you still don't understand that you can't pump fake a screen pass. That, that that's rookie that's rookie plays. So he still got to get he got to tighten that up. But overall, though, he, I think he played a very decent game. Well, I'm hoping that uh, it's more him still picking up on a new offense on Musgrave's offense. And he's a little bit rusty, so you know. Game speed being what it is. Yeah, let's just hope that come week one, he's gotten all he's gotten all the two, the, the bad turnovers out of his system. Because I mean, week one he had a bad interception also against the Rams. Yeah. Hopefully he can pick that up. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, but offensively, defensively, I mean, I like what I saw in the game. Sure, we lost the game, but I mean, in preseason, you really want to see more so than winning or losing a game. So I guess yeah. I couldn't be too upset after that. The only thing that really concerned me offensively was that against Arizona, we couldn't get anything going on the ground. Well, Arizona has really a very missed. potent run defense. So I'm going to hope that that was more of a product of Arizona just being able to stop the run more so than any issues that our offensive line has. Speaking of which, we did lose Menelik Watson for the season in that game, meaning that we're going to need um, players such as um, Austin Howard to step up. Or if he can't get it done, go ahead and play the kid Feliciano. I mean, we got nothing to lose there anyway. Well, I was reading this afternoon that they, they're really high on Feliciano, but they don't feel that he's ready yet. Well, I can understand that. I'm um, right tackle. It's going to take a while. That, that's a situation, that's a, a position where you really have to get in there and really, really learn. Yeah, uh, the other the other one, I guess, would be Khalif Barnes. Yeah, well, Khalif Barnes, I mean, he's been with us forever. He's just one of those guys that just won't go away for whatever reason. So, I mean, I got mad respect for Khalil, I mean, for Khalif Barnes. They've been trying to get rid of him since 2008. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like uh, when they used to have, was it Cornell Green? They yeah, tried same years thing. to get rid of him. I mean, the Raiders, though, they do have that it's just hard to get rid of. So I'm, I'm glad to, for that because it shows that they have stand power. And well, you can never have too much depth on the defensive or offensive line. So. Yeah, this is true, Jim. And, but the thing is, I mean, we were sitting in the room watching the Raider game yesterday, and,
and we had ourselves, we were like, we had a fellow man who was just completely, just being completely just um, all over the place. I mean, you can't overreact to one injury and bad play in the fourth preseason game. So, I no. mean, whoever that guy is, he's got to go on and, and close, close that down real fast. Well, it's, you know, like like they say, it's the fourth preseason game. No, no starters are playing or no starters should play. It's basically guys who are just fighting to make the team. Exactly. I'm not going to sit there and say we're going two and fourteen just because your fourth string is trolling another string seventeen to zero. That, that that's no. just not responsible. And when I watched it this 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 morning, it to me it wasn't that bad of a game. They weren't overwhelmed. Uh, there were some definite negative things, but there were some positives too. Uh, well, I mean, it's always like that though in the league, Jim. You know, I mean, everything isn't going to always be perfect. They basically got what they wanted out of it, which to me was they wanted. I think they wanted to nail down the the backup quarterback role, and I think McGloin did that. Let's hope McGloin did that. But I mean, he came in there. Ponder looked like he was just without a pulse, really. But then again, that <laughs> defensive line was on him before he could do anything, too. So I mean, I'll give him that in, in his defense. But but other than that, though, I, I think all went well for McGloin. So I hope to see that on this depth chart for the Cincinnati game, McGloin is the two because he earned it. Well, and the other one was Seth Roberts stepped in and had a fantastic game, so I think he's got himself a spot. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I know they were saying at the beginning of the telecast that Bryce Butler and um, Seth Roberts were playing for their um, lives in this game. I think they both did well enough to make the team, although I think think dropping the football – um, on that one long bomb looked good on um, Bryce Butler's part. He's going to have to tighten that up. Yeah. Um, the, but the wide receiver position has become all of a sudden one of the deepest positions on the team, and that that's a good thing. If we can find six guys that, you know, can stick on the roster, that's a fantastic thing. Oh, yeah, exactly, because everybody, everybody can play. Considering last year the year before, we couldn't find five guys that would even play for another team, it's all of a sudden <laughs> become a strength. So, you know. Yeah, the thing that the thing that really excites me is, though, now we're in a situation where, I mean, Rod Struder doesn't have to be a number one wide receiver anymore. So, I mean, that's really great. Struder's a good yeah. player, but he seems like a three or four in most offenses. So, he actually has a chance now to win a couple of one-on-one matchups and open up the offense a little bit more. Yeah, Streeter really isn't a, a number one or number two to me. He's a pretty good number three in the slot. If he can get a if he can get a safety or even <laughs> or even a linebacker on him, you know that there's not going to be many of them who can cover him. So that's a definite matchup in favor of the Raiders. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, I really like this touchdown last night. He actually used his body and McGloin put the ball right there on him to where only he was going to get it. So, I mean, that was a smart move also by both parties there. I was really excited about that. McGloin has actually got some touch with his passes. Yeah. Uh, McGloin, McGloin, even as a rookie, to me, he's really shown incredible poise. Uh, I know they had they had that awful situation between he and uh, Terrell Pryor where they were sh- shifting him in and out play to play. It was just horrible. Oh, yeah. I cannot stand that. But um, McGloin has always been the guy who has the most poise to me. Yeah, that's what you need. I mean, one of our 
I mean, what a wonderful slogan, pride and poise. And McGloin, he shows that every time he's out there on the field. I mean, sure, now and then you get the stupid turnover from him, but he's a gamer. He's not afraid of anybody when he's out there. Exactly. He reminds me of uh, Greg Kowski when Greg Kowski played for the Raiders. But the first thing is, I kind of think McGloin has more upside than Greg Kowski, though, for some odd reason. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, he's not the most talented quarterback in the world, but you have faith in him every time he steps out there. Exactly. He makes the most of what he has, and, I mean, you can't ask more than that. So that Hello? Was pretty much, so that was pretty much what we saw in our preseason games here. Now it's time to get ready for this regular season here. I mean, we got we got the Cincinnati Bengals at home week one, and I'm pretty excited about this, Jim. This is our first time actually opening the season at home on a Sunday afternoon since 2007, so the Raider Nation is going to be rocking. And what would you like to see in that game offensively? I know you want to see Oakland try to pound away at the Cincinnati defense, but what do you think? How do you think we'll be able to manage that? Well, um. What I what I would love to see, I would absolutely love to see, on the very first play, go deep with Cooper. Hey, I wouldn't mind that. that. Send the message to the Bengals early. Hey, this is what you got to deal with. This is what the league got to deal with for the next twelve, ten to twelve years. So, hey, yep. I, I actually I like it a lot, Jim. Smart, smart call. It sets the tone for the game. It sets the tone for for Cooper. Like you say, this is what you're going to get for the next 12 years. Get ready for it. Yeah, and, no it, you know, if they hit it, then that opens up the running game. And with uh, Latavius Murray, I mean, just his size alone is going to get him three yards of carry. So uh, you got to be happy about that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, his, I've been impressed with him all preseason. Uh, other than the, the Arizona game, which, like you said, Arizona's got a fine defense. They're no slouch. Uh, he's Murray's had a great preseason, and to me, I've I've got faith in him going forward that he's going to carry the run game. Oh yeah, no doubt. And it looks like Roy Lewis finally starting to come around also. So now we're starting to get that one-two punch where you can actually throw Halu into passing situations now and try to open up things a little more on third down, give Carr a little bit of more of an outlet to go to. So things are starting to actually look up there. Yeah, and I know you're high on Dyer. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It's looking like he's actually going to finally start to make this team, I believe. So all is well there. They got yeah. they got rid of Trent Richardson, but, I mean, everybody knew that was coming. I think um, it may be the end of the line, though, for GA3. Young Atkinson, he probably won't get there. Yeah, and the, the sad thing is that he, he hasn't played badly either. But, you know, there are just better people in front of him. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a numbers game. I mean, you'd like to keep them all if you could, but sometimes you just can't. Yeah, and because you were impressed with him, I started to watch Dyer, and there's there's a lot to be impressed about. He's played very well. He's earned it. Uh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, you need a guy like that to come out there and give you a change of pace. Although I don't think I don't see Dyer being much of an um, impact player this season. But going forward, he can be a very impressive number two behind um, Latavius Murray. So that'd be great. Yeah, I, I do think I would have loved, personally, I would have loved to go out and pick up Fred Jackson. But I understand him signing with Seattle, too. Yeah, the thing is, though, Fred Jackson, he's like an older guy, so I think he was going to go somewhere where he 
thought he had a chance to win a title right away. I mean, you know, yeah. a good place to come to. When you're older, I mean, you're on that win now mode. Because we still have a couple of years to go, I think, before we get to that level. But yeah, going yeah. to Seattle is probably the best move for him if he wants a championship is what he wants. Exactly. I love the guy. I really do. Um, but you're right. He's at, he, Seattle's absolutely the best place for him. I'd, I would have just loved to have that veteran backup, even if it's third string, to back up Halu. Yeah, to be that guy you can mentor on the table with Murphy, mentor Roy Halu a little bit, and in the locker room. He's definitely a guy. you got to have somebody like that around you. Yeah, plus he would have given Carr another option out of the backfield. He had 66 catches last year, so. No doubt. I mean, I hope that uh, Musgrave has actually drawn some good stuff this team because, I mean, you got Latavius Murray, he could actually catch, and his size and speed is going to be a major asset. So there's a lot of things that can't go well. Absolutely. Hey. Uh, Oh, go ahead, Jim. Sorry. I was going to say, I'd also like to see one of the tight ends step up if it's going to be Rivera. Rivera, um, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be Rivera going forward. You know, for the last couple of years, the Raiders have brought in tight ends to try to beat them out. I mean, Walford, though, I believe that Walford is still our future. It's just not right now. You, you're not healthy enough to get in cap. And hey, Rivera's still playing good football. So I think going into the season, you may when they go into the two tight situations, you may be looking at Lee Smith and Rivera. I mean, Walford, he's going to need a couple of weeks to actually start to acclimate himself to the speed of regular season football. So I don't really see him being able to start much this season. He kind of blew that and not playing well in camp. Yeah, the injury really set him back. And uh, when you, I mean, you really can't afford injuries. You can't come in and be behind. Nope, especially as a rookie. You just, you just can't. It's so hard to catch up. But I hope I hope he starts to get it together, though, myself. Because, I mean, Walford, I mean, his speed and size is, can be an asset. When you put him in them two tights with Rivera, Say in about week six or seven when he is actually 100%. I think, I'm think, wow, watch out. We may have something similar to what Gronk and um, Hernandez was able to do back in when they in their day. Yeah, that that would be something incredible. That would also be great for Carr as a young quarterback. Two more weapons. Yeah, you can never have enough weapons, I tell you, Jim. Nope. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great moment in Raider history. It's not like actually a date or a game or anything, but here's an interesting tidbit for you here, Jim. The last time the Oakland Raiders opened the season, well, the Raiders opened the season against the Cincinnati Bengals, they won the Super Bowl on September 4th, 1983, when the L.A. Raiders went to Cincinnati and won 20 to 10. So hopefully the Raiders can use a little bit of that karma and win this opener. That's my favorite Raider team, that 83 team. Well, the 83 team is pretty um, interesting to me also because, you know, it was the last team that won the title. I, I missed them by about four months, but I've watched that 83 Raider team on TV over and over and over. <laughs> yep, that, that was one. That was such a great team. Yeah, it was. And I don't think people understand how good they really were because they beat a very, very good Washington team. Uh, they uh, be Washington twice, actually. I mean, they had the 35-20 to 20 lead on them in the regular season game and let them get away. Yep. But Washington was, was the complete team that year. They were fantastic. 
And I don't oh, yeah, no think doubt. I think if Seattle would have found a way to defeat us in that AFC Championship, Washington would have killed them. Because, I mean, the 83 Redskins, they, they were no slouch. You're right about that. Yeah. They were the, they were the complete team. They had everything. And yeah. the way the Raiders beat them with as, as much ease as they beat them was just an incredible thing. And I don't think people give them the respect because of that. Yeah, that was, that was really interesting. Man, I hope we can finally put together a team similar to that at some point, you know. But we start. We got. We finally got ourselves some building blocks. So I say probably about 2017, 2018. We're gonna run for something like that, and it'll be exciting around here again. Yeah, just start slow. Start start small, and then build up. Yeah, you got to go through the pro. You got to go through the process always. You I'm cautiously optimistic, but I can't stand when people look at the team in preseason and, and just you know they start screaming Super Bowl, and okay. you just want to you just want to grab them and say, man, <laughs> one year at a time, one year at a time, one play at a time. I mean, you know, you just let them watch the game, watch the team get better, calm your ass down, you know. Yeah, you know you can't get too high or too low about them at any point in time. Uh, I mean, I can't lie, though, Jim. Me, I'm kind of a, a victim of that also. I get too excited. But I say my excitement for the regular season, you know. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, 2 and 14, because Christian pondered and fumbled the football. I mean, some truck driver didn't hit him. <laughs> you can't do that. That's just not responsible. No. That you, especially in game four of the preseason, it's just, you know, they're they're just looking for guys to fill in depth at the bottom of the roster. It's nothing that's going to you know, impact the season unless we get somebody hurt who shouldn't be out there. So, you know, it's, you can't do that. You can't get too high or too low about Exactly. It's just not responsible. you got to be cool with it. You, you look for fundamentals. You look to see if the players, you know, I don't, I lost my word here, but you look for good fundamentals and, and you look for Guys who can step up and and fill in the bottom of the roster, and that's it. Exactly. It's like the guy we were talking about last night. I mean, he's up there talking about this old line is horrible. We're going to and forth. What, all five of these guys are going to be on the line on, um, what, week one? What? I only see one or two of them that may actually make the team out here. Calm down. It's crazy. And, and, and speaking to that, I want to give special attention to one player, number 51. Ben Heaney. Young Heaney, yeah. He was all over the field yesterday. Well, they, tell, they always tell you, though, Jim, that fourth preseason game, you could be playing for your football life. And Ben Heaney yep. played like his football life depended on it. So yep. I tell I you that much respect. This kid's going to be a Raider for the next nine to ten years. I mean, it may yep. be special teams, it may be something. But I'm sure they can he, find a place for him to play on. He was the first one down the field on punt coverage. He was the first one and two. I think one or two series later, he caused a sack. Came right up the middle untouched. Yeah, you got He's really starting to bring it. Oh, I'll go ahead. I got to say also Marquette King. Yeah, Marquette King, that man. There's not much I can say about that guy. I mean, he always <laughs> puts the ball right where he needs to. He doesn't have the power that Shane Leckler had, but like nope. you always used to say, though, coffin corner wasn't his specialty, and Marquette King seems to do that a lot better. Yeah, Marquette King understands position. He understands 
getting the ball down inside the 10. And I saw yesterday he hustled down on punt coverage and possibly saved the touchdown by pushing the, pushing the punt returner out of bounds. So that, that's what you look for. And, I, you know, he's, he's a guy that maybe nobody ever thinks about, but he's been a very solid punter. You know, Shane Leckler had great stats, and he looked really good, but his game was basically punted as high and as far as he could. Yeah, time to time, he'd outkick his coverage, and that's why we had a lot of punts returned on us for touchdowns when he would go out there and do it. Yeah, King understands positioning. He understands the punt coverage, and to me, that's a mile of improvement. Oh, I just yeah, wanted no to doubt. give those two guys a little bit of props because they they played very very well. Yeah, I mean, they, you have to give them a little star for their efforts on um, yesterday. So I'm really happy that they're part of this team and they will support being a part of this team. So we got ourselves a couple of minutes left here, Jim. Okay, and before we go, I got a question for you. Who do you who do you think uh, who would surprise you if they were cut right now? Besides the obvious, like if you saw the guy on the cut list, who would you like look at and just be like, "Damn, really?" It would surprise me if it would really surprise me. Well, it, there aren't there aren't really any big surprises to me. I think most of the guys that I expect to make the team are going to make it. Well, I'll um, tell you a shocking cut that were real. You know how yesterday they were saying that the Raiders may only end up keeping two quarterbacks. If Matt McGloin is not a part of this Raider football team by Sunday evening. It would very shock. It would shock me very much, and I'd actually be highly pissed off about that because yeah. this guy he's a he's a competitor and he brings it every time you call him. So if he's not part of this team, I thought I would be very angry because it shows that Del Rio doesn't respect <laughs> Raider football players. So that that would be well, my surprise cut. That well, I'm going to take you back in time. Uh, I forget even who the third guy was. Uh, it was back when Kyle Bowler made the team as the backup. Uh, the year um, Campbell went down, and we picked up Palmer. Trent Edwards. Trent Edwards. That's right. I thought Edwards bad. I thought Edwards played outplayed Bowler big time in the preseason, but they wound up hanging on the Bowler and cutting Edwards. And then Campbell goes down, and all hell breaks loose, and we go trade for Carson Palmer, and that was the end of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That caused more hell breaking loose because it ruined our um, t- t- whole 2012 draft. If I recall correctly, the Reds only had three picks that entire draft. Yep. And uh, so I understand completely where you're coming from as far as McGoin deserves. If they're going to keep two, he deserves to be the one. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah. Wow. Damn, time flies when you're having fun, Jim. <laughs> Looks like we've reached the end of this voyage here again, man. And it's a great time doing this show with you tonight like we always do, man. And we'll be ready next week. We'll have ourselves a more in-depth preview of this Oakland-Cincinnati game, and we'll take a look at the cuts that we had last week. And I'll be looking for a guest again um, for, the, for the show this week. So I'll be hopping on Twitter. I'll be looking around and We'll have ourselves a great show again Friday night. And we can actually look at the um, Pittsburgh New England game a little bit too. So for myself, Raider Rome, Jerome Butler, and Jim Paskowitz, this has been the NGSC Black Hole Brigade. Tune in tomorrow for DJ, for Shaq, um, for Shaq Krosky and Josh Matson on the Flying Elvis Faithful. Have breakfast with them. They'll give you some Patriot football. 
And I'm sure they'll have some great interesting Tom Brady news for you also. So <laughs> myself, Jerome Brother, once again, and Jeff Askowitz, the Black Hole Brigade, we had a great time bringing Raider football to you. Good night and God bless. You carried me through another one. Thanks. Uh, it's never carrying you, Jim. You're doing a great job, man. I, I ain't carrying you. You're doing real good. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, no problem. Good night and God bless. Have a good week. You too. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.